Welcome to Community Christian Anywhere. We are an online community of people who believe that even though life can be difficult, complicated, and tiring, Jesus offers a life that is easy, light, and full of rest. And the life Jesus offers isn't simply a membership to a religion or a personal philosophy of life, but He offers to transform us into people who live and love just as He did when He was in this world. So we want to be a community who are committed to loving everyone just as Jesus has loved us. So no matter who you are or what you believe about God or even what you've done, we want you to be part of this Jesus movement to love everyone always. And one way you can join us in doing that this week is to partner with us in doing something about the problem of poverty in our world. Throughout the year, we partner with organizations in our county and around the world to do something to help those in need. One of those organizations is our local Salvation Army here in Coweta County. Every day, the Salvation Army tries to meet people's needs in a variety of ways, but what they currently need our help with is stocking their shelves with food items. To see a complete list of the items that we're asking for, visit cccanywhere.com and tap on the Salvation Army card. You can even pull this up and use it as your shopping list while you're in the store. If you want to participate with us, simply bring those items by the church office by Sunday, October 25th. And if you're watching somewhere else that's not local to Coweta County, I want to encourage you to drop off items at your local Salvation Army, because whether you would call yourself a church person or not, we all want to do something to help others in need. So I hope you'll join us in loving everyone in this way. But most of all, we hope that throughout our time together, you experience that God loves you and He cares about your life. In fact, we say this all the time, no matter what you think about God, we believe He can't stop thinking about you. We believe that He is for you and He only has good things for your life. So no matter where you're watching this from, on your phone or on your lunch break, hopefully not while you're driving, we believe that God is present with you right now. And if you can stay open to that, I truly believe that He wants to make Himself real to you. And if at any point during this video you have questions or maybe you feel like God is speaking to you and, and you wanna to speak to someone about that, there will be a number on the screen the whole time. You can text that number at any point and someone from our team will respond as soon as we can. Because even though right now, this is just a video that you're watching. We hope that our interactions with you move from just being content that you consume to a community that you are committed to. One easy way to get more involved with our community is by going to our website, cccanywhere.com. There are a lot of resources, including some material that's specifically designed for your children. And the best way for you to get involved with our community is by clicking on the card on that website that says join our Facebook group. You'll be taken straight over to our Community Christian Anywhere group on Facebook, where we can connect with each other during the week. All you have to do is click the join group button and you'll take one quick and easy step into community this week. Now, 
A couple of months ago, we started a conversation as a church about the issue of racism and racial justice in our world and how we as a church were going to do something to work towards the ministry of reconciliation that Jesus began 2,000 years ago. So we want to continue this conversation together. This Tuesday, we are going to be launching a class to study the book, The Color of Compromise by Jamar Tisby. This is an educational, powerful, and at times painful examination of American church's complicity in the problem of racism in our country and how we can work together to bring about God's kingdom vision of reconciliation between peoples in our world. We would love to have you join us in this free course. All you have to do to sign up is to go to our website, cccanywhere.com and click on the card that says racial reconciliation course. Fill out that card there, and then just let us know whether you'll be joining us online or in person. The courses are identical and happening simultaneously. We just need to know from you that you'll be joining us so that we can get you the info that you need. So make sure you fill out that card now. And as you do that, let's get into our main idea for the day. Welcome, my name's Ed, and I'm glad you joined us at Community Christian Anywhere for this series we're doing called Triggered. And today we wanna to talk about owning our emotional responses to our triggers. So in this COVID season, my wife Becky and I, like lots of you, have been looking for things to watch on TV. By the way, if you have any suggestions for me to what to watch, put them in the chat right now or text them to me. Uh, anyway, uh, Becky and I wound up watching a show that one of my kids had recommended called Friday Night Tykes. It's a show about Texas Youth Football Association and the 10 and 11 year old division. Have you seen it? If you haven't and you enjoy watching grown men and women getting triggered by fifth and sixth graders, you are missing out. Each episode's 40 minutes of what appear to be well-adjusted, often professional men and women losing their minds, yelling, berating, and threatening children. One, one coach gets suspended for yelling at his kids and teaching them how to intentionally hurt a player on another team. And when he's confronted with it, he can't really see what he's done all that wrong. And he says, one day people will look at this tape and they'll see. Well, we did see, sir. <laughs> now, uh, just so we don't pile on to someone on TV that don't any of us really know, uh, can you remember the last time uh, we, you lost it over something that just wasn't that big a deal? We all have a time when you find yourself yelling or arguing or pouting, and when you're done, you can't even remember what the whole thing was about. That's because uh, a lot of the time, it's not even about what you're screaming or pouting or arguing about. There's something deep going on uh, when we have these emotional eruptions. Uh, that's certainly been true in my life, in my relationships. Uh, we can all get triggers at times, and uh, when we find ourselves doing and saying stupid things when somebody hits one of them. In fact, so much of the first 45 years of my life was spending doing exactly that, losing it over something, losing it and hurting people I cared about. And here's what I realized. Until I took responsibility, until you take responsibility for your own emotions, your reactions, until we humbly seek to understand from God what's going on, we're just gonna keep doing on, going on doing relational destruction over things that aren't anything that we really care all that much about. But before we start today, I want to, I want you to be aware that looking at these deeper things, it isn't going to be all that easy. Uh, so if you're here today and you're, you're not a, a follower of Jesus or a church person, 
Uh, you may not know this about Christians, but we believe that not only is there a God that we can call Father, and we believe that because Jesus told us it was true, but we also believe we have a spiritual enemy and he's working against us. And we believe that because Jesus told us it was true as well. In fact, one of the eyewitnesses to the life of Jesus, a man named John, recorded Jesus saying it this way, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. So Jesus has already made clear in this analogy that the thief he's talking about is our spiritual enemy. And in this place, he's contrasting his desire with what Jesus desires for us. So the enemy, the thief, wants to steal, kill, and destroy us. But Jesus says, I've come that they may have life, and they might have it to the full. So the evil one tries to manipulate us and wound people and, and then get people to react out of those wounds and whispers lies associated with those wounds. And then we pass it on and on and on and on and on it goes until we turn to the one who wants to set us free, who wants to lead us into that freedom and a life abundant, we're just gonna be trapped. So if you weren't with us last week when we started all of this, I wanna to try to quickly catch you up. But I also wanna remind you, if you ever miss any of these conversations or you just wanna to listen to some of it again, you can always find it on our Facebook page or our YouTube channel. So make sure you like or subscribe there. And for this series, it's really important because each week we're building on the week before. So last week, we said, when you get triggered, it's an intense emotional reaction you have. And, and maybe, maybe it's anger or maybe it's panic or maybe it's anxiety or it's intense fear or you just get defensive. It can be a lot of different things. But the trigger we said is reminding us most likely of a painful emotional memory that didn't get completely healed. And that memory gets stored in a part of your brain called the limbic system. And it can be, it can just, come from severe trauma, but it doesn't have to come from severe trauma. It could also be from a hurt of a past relationship, a past divorce, a betrayal, or just an extended painful season of your life. Or it may be you, you can't even think of the one, but maybe it's fear of this deep need not getting met in you. So the key to understanding all of this is realizing it's an overreaction, and that overreaction always hurts our relationships. Now, the amygdala is the center part of your brain in the limbic system. And you don't want that part to go away. I mean, it's the part that's concerned with our survival. And, and that's a good thing because when there are real threats, you need to act quick, fight or flight. The problem comes in when that gets triggered and it's not a real threat, but something that's reminding us of a past threat that was real then, but it's not real now. But your amygdala perceives it as a real threat. And because that part of your brain's 50 times faster than the relational part of your brain, the rational part of your brain, you get triggered and it causes you to overreact. And most of us would admit we've experienced it. So your spouse says to you in frustration, you never do what I ask. And that triggers an unheld memory of your dad's angry outburst. You know, when you didn't live up as a kid to his standards and he'd say, you're never gonna amount to anything if you keep this up. And into that wound, your enemy sowed a lie. You're just worthless and unlovable unless you perform up to everybody's standard. But the standard is perfection. Now, if you're honest, that standard of perfection, it, it, it serves you pretty well at work sometimes because you're the perfectionist at work. But when you come home and you just want a break, 
you just want to shut down. That's why your spouse keeps asking you to step up and do more, engage more. But that trips the unhealthy dad memory. And since all of this is unprocessed, it's unhealed, it's under the surface, the amygdala only wants to protect you. So before you can even think, it floods you with adrenaline, with the chemicals and hormones and for fight or flight stimulus. And your brain, it's flooded with information, but it's not the correct information. But you're super confident and you're super aggressive and destruction. Well, it happens in relationships because we just keep on re reacting out of it. And, and here's the spiritual truth. You can't love God and love people if you're a slave to your overreactions caused by these triggers. And that is why we're talking about this. So last week I gave you an assignment to start and reflect and write down. Where is it that you tend to get triggered? When, when do I have these emotional reactions? What's the story underneath that reaction? Now, if you couldn't think of any of those, uh, have the courage to ask the people you live with. They've been waiting to tell you. They know, and you have to be willing to hear it. In the prophet uh, Bible, a prophet named Jeremiah tells us, you can't heal the wound by saying it's not there. So instead, you gotta take responsibility for our emotions, but that isn't easy. We're gonna need God's help because all of us carrying around this baggage with us. And it feels like it's protecting us. It feels like it's keeping us safe. But in reality, it's causing damage in our life and our relationships. So we'll have to let it go. But that feels unsafe. So we have to know, can I trust God with all this baggage? I'm tired. Not so good at this prayer thing. I might not be doing it right. Uh, seems like I'm the only one talking lately. Are you home? Forget it. Please don't answer that. Yes, I know you are. I'm just so tired. I came in here with a few things. Came in here with a lot. Uh, this one's doubts. Self-doubt, faith doubt. I want to believe, but I need proof. This one's the questions. You know them. All the questions. Will it be my job tomorrow? If not tomorrow, what about next week? How do I make all of these ends meet? You know, you, you promise that you will take these if I leave these with you. But is that true? Really true? One question leads to another. And then this one. This one's regrets. Notice the size the wear and tear. This one is full. All the things I never should have done. Of the words that broke and cracked relationships. How can I let that go? What can you do with all of my regrets? The should-haves, the, the would-haves, the could-haves, the, the if only this, if only that, the if onlys. And this one. All the lost items, the lost things, hopes, dreams, friends, myself, all the lost things. I want them back. Can I leave these with you or do I hold them myself? I don't know.
how to do this. I, I don't know how to pray. You already know anyway. I'm out here. Do you see me? But sometimes I get mad. Sometimes I get really mad. I, I cry. I doubt. I can't believe. Are you big enough? Can I trust you? I don't even know how to let go. I how to release when I'm holding so tightly. How to how to jump when I'm scared of midair. Can I be sure that you're gonna catch me if I open myself up and tell you how I'm feeling? Are you really gonna answer me? Are you really gonna show me something that I'm able to believe in? I really hope I'm not just talking to myself. I'm not trying to put you to the test, but I'm taking a risk. I'm making a wager of faith and I'm putting myself on the line. I, I don't wanna play games, but I, but I don't wanna stay the same. I, if I could just see your hands, touch them, then I could be sure. Okay. So I'll leave these here with you. I don't know how to even move without them. But I don't want to move without you. I was waiting for you to rescue me. But I'll just wait for you. However you come. Once I can see my trigger, I have to start by taking responsibility for my emotional reaction. We can't blame and say, hey, if you hadn't, then I wouldn't have. No, it's my reaction, it's my responsibility, and it steals, kills, and destroys not only relationships, it steals, kills, and destroys my peace and joy and love that God's Spirit wants to give me. And His Spirit can do that no matter who does what to me, or what circumstance I find myself in. Now that, that for me was really important to understand. Let me show you another part of the Bible that's been a good one for me to meditate on when things seem to be falling apart, sort of like 2020. Now, because this was written to farmers and agrarian society, you might miss the imagery, so let me read it to you and explain. Even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vine, even though the olive crops fail and the field lies empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are all empty. Okay, so what he's saying is, even though every problem that you could ever imagine that might happen in your whole lifetime like might happen in six months, like global health pandemic, check. Job market decline, check. Forced retirement because the airline industry closed down, check. All your kids being forced to stay at home for six months and they're driving you nuts, check. Racial tension and worst political environment anybody can remember, check. All the problems at once, he says. I'll rejoice in the Lord. I'll be joyful in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will give me the speed of a deer and bring me safely over the mountains. Now. What I want you to see in this is that the prophet notices the circumstances. He doesn't try to act as if they don't exist, but he makes a choice. I see it, yet I will be joyful. It's a choice, and you have the choice. It's not dependent. For followers of Jesus, we have God's help. 
The Holy Spirit wants to help us get the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, coming naturally into our lives. It's not based on our circumstances. It's spiritual fruit. So when you get triggered, just remind yourself, I can have peace. I can have joy. Even if they don't change, even if this doesn't change, I can be loving and peaceful, patient and kind. Folks, this is a part of the very good news of life in Jesus. This is the gospel. And all the gospel means is the good news from Jesus that God makes available through him. This is the kingdom coming to your life now, not in heaven one day. This is where it really comes into play. You don't have to blame others because if you've accepted what Christ has done for you, you're forgiven. You're forgiven. You're adopted as a son and daughter of God, completely loved, secured in God's family. And God says, you're blameless in his sight. So we don't need to blame anybody else. You don't need to blame others. And if you're feeling condemned, that's not God's voice because he says, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And if you sin, which you will, it's paid for by Jesus. Not so that we keep doing it, but so that we can admit it to God and turn away from it and back to God and let him grow you so you don't keep on doing it. That's why he paid for it. And that's what it says in 1 John 1.8. If we claim we have no sin, we're fooling ourselves. We're not living in the truth. But if we confess our sin, we admit our sin to him, he's faithful and just and forgives of, of our sins to cleanse us. So we don't have to defend ourselves to blame others because Jesus has made us right with God. So we can take responsibility for our own actions and our own reactions. And we can grow. We can grow in love. This is the message of Jesus when we really apply it to our life now. But here again, this is where our enemies at work. The evil one would just love it if we just kept on accusing each other. I mean, if we just get each other to accuse each other, if he could have that happen rather than us taking responsibility and just keep on destroying relationships left and right. But we can't let that happen because the gospel, the good news of Jesus he came to bring is that we don't have to blame, we don't have to defend, we don't have to accuse. I mean, you're safe, you're secure, you're loved by God, you have nothing to fear. And that allows us to let God heal us, to grow into more loving, mature people so that we can love everybody always. So when we get triggered, well, first, we take responsibility for our own emotions. And then we gotta go to the deeper roots of what really is triggering us. So last week we had this outline that we were going through that we hope you're gonna to try to fill out. So for the first thing is when you get triggered is to spot the symptoms sooner. See, we wanna get better and better at realizing that when you're getting triggered, you wanna be able to see it because once your amygdala gets hijacked, your brain starts flooding you with chemicals and it's way too late then. So you have to start noticing when you feel the intense emotions, they're starting up in me uh, and my face starts to tension and my mind starts thinking how, for me, how I can take people out. <laughs> That's when you have to step up and have to stop and de-escalate and re-engage the rela uh, relational, rational part of my brain. Now, de-escalating has two parts. De-escalate yourself, de-escalate the situation. So start with yourself. If you weren't here last week, I told you that we, we know that the chemicals that flood our brain sometimes, they take up 20 minutes sometimes to clear out once you've been triggered. So you might need to just take a break, right? Like 
If you're in an argument, just say, hey, hey, I, I just need to take a break for a few minutes. I promise I'll come back, okay? And, and then just go somewhere. Go for a walk. Go and pray and ask God, God, what's going on inside of me? And, and then come back together. Now, of course, if the person you're arguing with has a trigger of abandonment, well, that's what makes relationships complicated. They might have to take a walk too, but not with you. <laughs> so you have to talk about it when you both get triggered. How are you gonna deal with this? How are we gonna handle this once our triggers get hit? Once it starts in our brains and they go into overdrive, we both can't just keep overreacting. So when you go off by yourself, ask, God, I don't know what's going on, but would you please calm me down? Jesus promises that the Holy Spirit will answer that prayer. Jesus says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. It's not dependent on others. The peace I give, it's a gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled, don't be afraid. So ask for it. Then re-engage your rational, relational brain. And, and here's how you do that. It's easier than it sounds. You just start by asking yourself questions about what's going on inside of you. Start making observations about what's happening in you. Just start asking questions, make observations, just that simple thing makes your brain start thinking and moves from the amygdala into the relational, rational part of your brain. Gets you thinking again. It takes that part of your brain that was offline and puts it back on track. Because that's the part of your brain that shifts from protection to the truth of what's really going on and what's really happening. It shifts to caring about the other person, caring about the relationship. The triggered part of your brain only cares about protecting you from what you sense is a threat. But of course, the problem is the argument in your ear, it's, it may not be the real threat. It may just be reminding you of past threat that hasn't fully healed. So you gotta ask yourself, what is going on inside of me? I've had to do this many times, but several years ago, I had to do this at a deep level. I, I was in the middle of an intense time of ministry, which normally I just love. I mean, I like fast pace, I like change, but I was tired all the time and nothing really made me happy. I mean, outside of my family, I didn't feel much love from anybody, which is a bad place for a pastor to be. I mean, if you don't love people, it's hard to be a pastor. I started by talking to our elders about retiring. All I really wanted to do was be with my family and watch baseball. And so finally, even though I didn't want to do it, I talked to a friend of mine who's also a counselor. And he asked how I was going, and I just sort of laid it out. And he started me making me talk through what I was feeling and why. And I realized, oh, I'd been triggered by something that recently happened. There'd been a couple of things happened in ministry that things I'd been leading around here, people I'd been working with, and it triggered an old wound that I, I just never had fully dealt with it. And it was only when I started asking, what's really going on inside of me that I saw it? And after that conversation, I started talking to God about it. And he showed me that I needed to deal with the original thing. I thought I had dealt with it, but the truth is, I just had a scab over it. But when you touched it, <laughs> nasty infection came out and I just spew it all over you. And over time, I was able to go back and deal with the wound. I, I didn't blame anyone, and but it only started the healing when I began to ask, what is going on inside of me? Since that time of learning how to do this, it, it's become more natural for me and, and I'm able to deescalate myself quicker.
Now, the second part is you might need to de-escalate the situation. If you're in an argument with someone, remember last week we talked about how you have a perspective. You have the first story, but the other person has another perspective. We call that the second story. Your story's true, but it's not completely the truth. It's incomplete. And their story has truth, but it's incomplete. Only God has the third story. That's a bigger story of reality. It makes sense of all the little stories. And so we got to go after that. So here's where you start. You ask, what's, what's going on between us? Again, you're just not going to blame or accuse. You're searching for facts. You can both agree on what happened. And, and in doing that, it re-engages the relational, rational part of both of your brains so you can actually be open and motivated to hear from each other. Now, that doesn't get at the deeper roots. That's why you have to, that's why you keep getting triggered. So the next thing is you're gonna search for the lies and agreements and God's third story perspective again. Jesus said this thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. But evil, it grows in our world through unhealed wounds and lies and triggered reactions. I'll give you an example. Say a father never got his dad's blessing growing up. He never felt like he was good enough, so he has this unhealed wound, but he doesn't deal with it. He overworks to prove he's good enough, and then he drinks to take off the edge, and then he hurt the hurt he feels, he doesn't face it in his heart. And as a result, sometimes his kids inadvertently, they poke the unhealed wound, and he explodes and he says things that they just wound his kids. Uh, why can't you do what I tell you to do? Are you, are you just stupid? You're not gonna amount to anything like that. And the words that once wounded him, they not start to wound his kids. And into those wounds, the evil one whispers lies. And the kid grows up with an internal voice. Hey, you gotta prove yourself. I mean, look how stupid you are. We have to be open to see the truth about ourselves, to see it from God's point of view. Oftentimes, our emotions and triggered reactions speak louder than anything else in our mind. But for followers of Jesus, we were designed to hear the loving voice of our Heavenly Father above anything else. So we want to give you the opportunity to hear some things that we believe God would say to you if you would listen to Him. Hold on to any phrases that speak to you. And I hope through this experience, you can hear how powerful and personal God's love is for you and how He can set you free to live the life you truly want to live. And I get that if you're not sure you believe in any of this, it all seems pretty strange. But all I'd ask is that you listen to these words and that you just try to imagine what it would mean for your life if it was true that there was a God and that He thought this way about you. And maybe during this time, if you feel God speaking to you and you want to talk to somebody about that, would you just text that number on the screen right now? Our speaker for the day would love to talk to you. But right now, let's quiet our minds. Maybe you can close your eyes and take a deep breath and just listen to the words as if they came straight from your Heavenly Father. You are my child. You are precious to me. You matter so much to me that I went to the cross to adopt you into my family. I think about you all the time. You are not a disappointment to me. I do not wish you were someone that you're not. My only wish for you 
is that you understood how much I love you so that you could live the amazing life I have in store for you. Even though I see everything in your life, all of your flaws, all your mistakes, I'm not angry with you. In fact, I created you in my image to do great things that I had in mind for you even before you were born. I have a purpose for you. I have given you unique and important gifts to be a blessing to those around you. I designed you to make a difference in this world. I have empowered you with my Holy Spirit to accomplish great things for my kingdom. You are my masterpiece, my handiwork created in Christ, and I do not make mistakes. Because I'm in control, there is not a moment that you go through this life where my hand is not at work. I am always, always with you. You never have to fear. Everywhere you go, I was there before you showed up, and I am working for your good. I am on your side, and so nothing can stand against you. Even when life feels out of control, you do not have to fear, for I am the God who controls everything in existence, and you are my child. You are perfectly safe in my hands. So why do you stress? Why do you hurry yourself so much? You can't earn my love or my attention or my affection. You can simply rest in the knowledge that I give my love to you freely in every moment, and it never changes. Even when you are not accomplishing anything, you matter just as much to me. Nothing you could ever do could make me love you any less, but also nothing you could ever do could make me love you more. So in this moment, just rest as you are. You do not have anything else to do. You're not late for anything. You're not behind on anything. I don't expect anything from you. I just want you, just as you are, for who you are, my child. I don't know how those words struck you, but I hope they helped you to experience the overwhelming love God has for you. In just a moment, we're going to give you a different way to experience God's love for you by taking part in a meal the followers of Jesus call communion. In this meal, we take the emblems of bread and juice to remember the body and blood of Jesus given on the cross to adopt us as children of God. If you want to take communion right now, you can use whatever emblems you have on hand, a piece of bread or just a cracker to represent the body of Christ given for you, and a cup of juice or even water to represent His blood. The symbols we choose aren't as important as who we're remembering. And if you're here and you're not sure that you believe all of this, I hope that you'll just use this time to reflect on all you've experienced today. And maybe text that number on the screen right now. Maybe offer a prayer to God and ask Him if He's real, that He'd make Himself real to you. I believe He does want to do that. For followers of Christ, Let's take the bread. This is the body of Christ given for you to forgive your sins and give you the gift of a new life. Let's eat and remember. And now the cup. This is the blood of Jesus 
poured out to make a new agreement between God and His people. Life forever in God's kingdom. Let's drink and remember. Whenever we eat this bread and drink this cup, we declare the freedom that Jesus offered with His death and resurrection. Amen. Now, let's hear the rest of our sermon for today. This is why God sent Jesus. This is the good news of Jesus coming for us, sending His Spirit to live in us. There is hope, but God doesn't force us. He waits for our willingness because that's what love does. So you can start to replace those lies that even one sows in unhealed wounds with what God says is true. You know, you have one story, other people have a second story. God has that third story, that capital T truth that makes sense out of all the little truths. So this is a part of what we're doing in relationship with God and with each other. We can help each other with this as a part of the church. So when you get triggered, you might not be able to associate it with some huge trauma in your past, but it's almost always it connects with the core need that got threatened somewhere, you know? We all have these core needs. And by the way, they're all good. They're from God. And in fact, if we all perfectly followed God's will on earth, all our core needs for love would be met. But we don't. And that's why Jesus taught us to pray. God, your will be done on earth like it is in heaven <laughs> because it's not on earth. But we have these core needs and usually when you're triggered, it ties back to a threat toward one of these core needs. You know, like core need for validation, you know, or, or need for respect, for appreciation, for loving connection, you know, the need for companionship, for belonging, for acceptance, uh, to realize you can make your own choices. God gives that freedom to us. That's our free will. Values like stability and peace and comfort and pleasure, and fun and rest and purpose. So you start asking yourself, I mean, when you get triggered, what's the core need that feels threatened there? It's, it almost always is what's happening, but it, 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 there isn't really a danger in the present tense situation. It's triggering a lie. Maybe it's tied to a wound that's related to that core need not getting met when you were growing up. And look for God's third story. What does God say is true about you? What are God's promises to you now? I mean, let him shine a light on those dark lies and the wounds and heal them. And if we humbly seek God's help, he will help. He will show you when you're spiritually ready. And this is key because sometimes he waits for us to be spiritually ready to, to go there with him because it's just so painful. We don't want to go there. We've, we've been running from it our whole life long, but you're not going alone. And we're going to talk about that next week. You're going there so that he can reveal the truth to you and let it heal you and replace it with his truth. That's what Jesus promised God's spirit. That's what it's trying to do. His spirit is trying to do in all of us who trust him. He said, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide us in all truth. So start praying for that. And then pray this passage to God. God, search me, know my heart. Tell me my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me on the path everlasting. Start to humbly seek his guidance Watch how he sets you free and how your life becomes fuller. Let it remind you, you don't have to do this alone. We have groups that you can find a safe place to talk about these things with. If you just text the number we have on screen, we'll help you find one. We'll help you get in this together. And that's why we often say around this place, there are no perfect people allowed at Community Christian. 
So you don't have to keep hiding. You don't have to keep pretending, playing games. You're able to just open yourself up to God and with each other. That's when we can begin to grow. We can help each other grow. Next week, we're going to talk about how to, the next piece, which is you got to let God heal the wound. And then the final week, we're going to talk about forming new habits to respond in God's spirit. You know, last week I ended by giving you assignment and I know there's one universal truth. Everybody loves homework. So here's your assignment. And you can even start this one before we're done. While we listen to this song, just to begin to reflect on these questions. Where is it that you tend to emotionally overreact? And what's a plan to start to de-escalate, re-engage your relational brain? Then ask this, is there a core need that feels threatened and that's really in danger? Or is it just a perceived danger? Maybe it's tied to some painful memory that, you know, it really did threaten a core need way back then, but it's not still true today. And what does God say is true about you today? And that's where I want you to focus. You listen to God, you listen to this song, and then we'll come back just for a moment. I that the highest king would welcome me. I was lost, but he brought me in. Oh, his love for me. Oh, his love for me. Who the sun sets free. Oh, is free indeed. I'm a child of He has ransomed me, His grace runs deep. While I was a slave to sin, Jesus died for me. Yes, He died for me, who the Son sets free, always free indeed. I'm a child of Forsaken, I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. I ever say I am the sun sets free, always oh, free indeed. I'm a child of God, yes I am in my father's house. 
I hope today's experience was meaningful for you. And I hope that what you take away most of all is that God is for you and that we are too. And if anything today raised any questions for you or maybe you felt like God was speaking to you and you just want to talk to somebody about that, please text that number on the screen right now. Someone from our team will be in touch as soon as they can. And as always, we want your experience with us to be more than just content that you consume, but a community that you can be committed to. We don't believe that one video you watch is going to change your life, but you can get involved with a community of people to walk this out with in your life. It'll change everything. So please take a moment right now and go to our website, cccanywhere.com to find out how you can get more connected with us here. There are ways to get involved with virtual small groups and discuss what you're learning here. And there's even resources for your kids. For those of you who've been around for a little while and you're starting to call Community Christian Anywhere your church, I hope you'd consider giving to support what we as a church are doing. Not because we need your money, but because a part of loving and following Jesus is supporting the body of Christ, His church. And one way we can do that is by giving a little of what God has given us back to Him. There's a way for you to do that on cccanywhere.com as well. But the best way to get involved with our community is by clicking on the card on our website that says join our Facebook group. That link will take you straight over to Community Christian Anywhere group on Facebook where you can click the join group button and you'll take one easy step towards getting more involved with our community here. I hope to see you there. And as you leave today, please carry this thought with you. No matter what you think about God, He cannot stop thinking about you.